engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, one of the world's largest pro-life organizations, and we are delighted to have you as part of our family. We do consider you part of our Priests for Life family, and it is a joy to uh, share this time with you. If you would like to let us know how we can pray for you and your loved ones very specifically, leave your prayer intentions in the comments. You're always welcome to do that. And today I want to share with you a special reading once we say our opening prayer that shows us something we really need in our society today and it overcomes the culture of death in a very powerful way. Let's put ourselves in the presence of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, you have created us for yourself. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And you have created us for one another. Lord, enable us to share with each other the kind of love, supernatural love, and also the natural love that you call us to have. First, so that our human society can survive. And second, so that our, our families can flourish, our businesses can flourish, our world can be at peace, and we can encourage each other along the way of salvation. Forgive us our sins because they alienate us from you, from one another, from creation, and from ourselves. Set us on the path of holiness and fulfill, O oh God, all our needs today. Send the Spirit to us, the Spirit who wrote these scriptures. Send him to us now that we might understand these scriptures and live them faithfully. Through Christ, our risen Lord, a reading from the beginning of the book of Ruth. Once in the time of the judges there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem of Judah departed with his wife and two sons to reside on the plateau of Moab. Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with her two sons who married Moabite women. One named Orpah, the other Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malin and Chilion died also, and the woman was left with neither her two sons nor her husband. She then made ready to go back from the plateau of Moab, because word reached her there that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth stayed with her. Naomi said, See now, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her God. Go back after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not ask me to abandon or forsake you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Thus it was that Naomi returned with the Moabite daughter-in-law, Ruth, 
who accompanied her back from the plateau of Moab. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am always moved when I read these, this passage. Friends, the scriptures provide to us some of the most exquisite expressions of natural human affection. Of course, they teach us the agape love, the, the supernatural, self-giving love manifested by God himself within the Trinity, by Christ Jesus on the cross, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, all these supernatural realities. But the scriptures also manifest for us basic human affection. When we live in a culture of death, it's a lack of human affection, natural affection. The species can't survive without it. There are a couple of passages, and we had another scripture lesson one day where we went into this, where the Word of God talks about the days that will arrive when people will be devoid of natural affection. God warns about this in the prophet Isaiah, as a matter of fact. When he, not, not that, phrase, that particular phrase isn't used there, but he says, Can a mother forget her own child? Be without tenderness for the child of her womb? It's as if God is, is, is trying to think of the most extreme example uh, of what could happen. And then he even leaves the possibility that it would happen, because in abortion, it does happen. He said, even if she should forget, I will never forget you. There's no closer relationship between two human beings than a mother and her own child, unborn child. So close that some confuse the two. My body. No, it's not your body. It's another body. But here we've got another close relationship, mother-in-law to daughter-in-law. And what a beautiful story. Once again, you've got this couple from Bethlehem. They move to Moab. The husband dies. The two sons marry Moabite women. The two sons die. One of the wives goes back to her people. The other one stays with her mother-in-law. Ruth stays with Naomi. What a beautiful thing. In that verse, there's a, various songs that have been made out of this verse. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God too. We need this. The culture of death is atomized, atomized. Every person is sufficient unto himself or herself. It's like we have to go back to the poem, No man is an island. Don't ask for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for you. The tiny clod of the earth is washed into the sea. The continent is less. This, this is what we need. Abortion is it, it attacks the very survivability of the species. We, we can't 
we can't live with abortion. I think of my esteemed colleague in the pro-life movement and friend Dr. Philip Ney from Canada, you've heard me mention him many times, psychiatrist who has done really for over five decades immense groundbreaking research about the impact abortion has on families. He says nothing destroys the family more than abortion. The family, the bonds in the family, what would this reading talks about? Abortion makes us go away from each other. Ruth shows us exactly the opposite, that natural affection that we need so much. Wherever you go, I will go. I'm loyal to you. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God too. What a beautiful expression of love and natural human unity. Abortion destroys that. And Dr. Ney's research shows, for example, that one of the biggest causes of child abuse is abortion. In other words, that a mother who has an abortion is going to be, and is by that very fact, harmed in her ability to love another child. The fact that she destroyed the one child has harmed that maternal instinct and for various reasons that he traces out in detail in his research, it can lead to child abuse. Abortion destroys that unborn child, and abortion destroys everything else that it touches. Natural affection, affection between the mother and other children, affection between the mother and a spouse or a future spouse. It destroys all affection. There's nothing natural about it. It's only destructive. There's nothing helpful about it. There is no disease that abortion cures. There is no medical benefit. There is no social benefit. Nothing. But what a beautiful antidote. The kind of natural affection, the loyalty, it, 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 this reading shows us today from the book of Ruth. And you know, it's something that, where do we go to get it? I mean, we have to look, well, first of all, we're made this way. We're made, we are made this way. And we have to look into our own humanity, into our own human instinct. You know, when we atomize, when we have a culture of death, when we have a culture of abortion, it dehumanizes us. You can't dehumanize a baby in the womb without dehumanizing yourself. And these abortionists know it, and I deal with many ex-abortionists and lead them to healing, as I did for Abby Johnson, as I helped Bernard Nathanson himself, architect of the abortion industry, and many others. This rehumanizes us when we, we look for this natural affection, we look to our own humanity, look to our own instincts, and of course we look to God. The Father is the, the, the source of, of the family, the source of all fatherhood, the source of all affection between human beings. Let's pray for it. This is a restoration on a very basic human level that's so necessary in our society today. Let's pray for that right now. Father, we need you. We need our humanity. We need our humanity back again. We need to rehumanize our culture. We need to rediscover the bonds of natural affection. We need to rediscover loyalty. 
save us, Lord. Restore us. Restore our respect for unborn life, our respect for marriage, our respect for all kinds of natural human affection. Bless us with a culture of life. Bless the unborn who are in danger. Heal all those that have had abortions. Save our nation, Lord God, from those who would destroy it with these godless philosophies. We pray now in the words that Jesus gave us as we lift up all our intentions to him. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Good to have you with me. Uh, please consider supporting our work as we continue to spread this pro-life message. ProLifeGift.org, ProLifeGift.org, or call 321-500-1000, 321-500-1000, that's Priests for Life. We are here for you, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Please share these videos, spread these programs, and God bless you. Hello, this is Dr. Teresa Burke, the founder of Rachel's Vineyard. One of the many ways to healing after an abortion is a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. This retreat program is increasingly used throughout the world, and it's become a ministry of Priests for Life. The weekend experience is rooted in scripture and the sacraments, and various biblical events are relived by the participants, who, for example, are approached by the priest and ask the same thing that Jesus asked the blind man before healing him. What do you want me to do for you? Participants are able to share their pain in an atmosphere of support and confidentiality, and to understand how their abortion has affected various aspects of life, and to learn from the stories of others, and to confess their sins, and to have a memorial service for their child. For more information, visit rachelsvineyard.org. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.